Very good. Well, I'm glad we've that rehearsal. <laughs> Take number two. Indeed. Uh, this is uh, one-on-one RPG. I'm Tony from Two Copper Pieces. I'm Elliot, also known as Elephant Bear, also known as Ichabod. Uh, no longer Ichabod Neville. I'm Ichabod Callahan now. That's a much more dynamic name. I think much more suited to my character. Yeah, I recognize that name from the rehearsal. <laughs> it's number one, you mean? Mm, Even amateurs like this, uh, like us, make mistakes, everyone. <laughs> you won't believe it, but we do. Well, that's what the rehearsals are for. Mm. I mean, the amount of rehearsals they must have gone through on uh, Dice Camera Action or Critical Role, despite what they say. Oh, absolutely. I mean, well, t- it's all scripted. Everyone knows that. Certainly. Ours isn't, though. Ours is, um, ours is basically real life. Um, you have Completely a- off the have fluff, a- as they say. Yeah. You have a question, I believe. I have a fan submitted question <laughs> um, from submitted by one uh, elephant bear. He says, you guys are the best. I love your show, but you run Curse of Strad slash play it with such familiarity. Have you ever run or slash played it before? That is an interesting question. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, in any case, let's go on with a small talk. because That's what people are really here for. <laughs> Uh, so, um, what's your favourite drink? Uh, mine is... Uh, oh, wait, we did that last time. Sorry. What's your favourite colour? Mine is Pepsi. <laughs> it's red. That's a bit ordinary, isn't it? Well, <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. I'll look at... I'll, I'll do some soul searching, come back to you. Right. You have the uh, the time it will take me to finish this can of beer. And I was, I say it's a small can of beer. It's one of the like 330 milliliter ones. And I've already drunk about a third of it at least. Uh, to recap, you listen, don't have to qualify happened? your alcoholism, Tony. <laughs> I'm not really drinking it. It's just a little bit of beer, honestly. I'm, I'm slurping away as we think. <laughs> Please tell the listener about what happened last time. Uh, so last time Ichabod returned to the Wizard of the Wines Brewery to be confronted by is Irina about why that he left they then had a bit of a rest because Ichabod was a bit wounded covered in needles they then traveled to uh Velaki where uh, they were once again attacked but this time by a singular enemy and somehow they managed to overpower him overpower them with sheer numbers uh, arriving in Velaki uh, they found out there was a festival on the festival of the flaming sun or the blazing sun blazing sun blazing sun it was apparently the happiest place in Barovia, which isn't a hard contest to win. They then travelled to, can't remember the name of Irwin's pub. Blue Water. Blue Water Inn, where they met Irwin, the son of Davian, where making false promises, Ichabod pretended like Davian had forgiven his son Irwin for losing the stone that kept the plants growing in the first place, all in a plot to get a pair of nice clothes out off of Irwin. <laughs> They then went across the street to the Abbey of Markovia, where not only did Ichabod quickly find the Sun Sword through uh, vast trials, uh, he was also informed that the bones of Andrel, is it? St. Andrel's bones, yes. St. Andrel's bones. That sounds like a, a, um, a, a beer. <laughs> I'll have a pint of St. Andrel's bones, please. Hmm. And uh, they've been stolen, and the Abbey, I'm assuming because the bones are stolen, the Abbey is no longer secure. But I'm sure we will find that out in a second. Mm, Great job, and I've just finished my beer. Well done. Do we have to wait for you to get another one? Uh, No, because I've got two next to me. You rampant alcoholic. Jumping straight in. So does this mean that 
The Abbey of Markovia is no longer secure without the bones of St. Andrew. Keep, keep your voice down. I don't want to, I don't want to scare the patrons. What? Well, answer the bloody question. Keep your voice down. Answer the bloody question. Look, of, of course that's what it means. Why would I tell you otherwise? What I'm not, I'm not trying to make a stock with her bones. That sounds disgusting. Exactly. Also, what happened to the bones? Ah, I know exactly what happened. Lean in close to me so I can tell you. And then By leaning close to him so he can he, tell me. He's crouching lower and lower behind <laughs> the pedestal. <laughs> Ichabod's, Ichabod's getting into it. He is completely <laughs> swept in yeah. the drama of the situation. He, he looks out across the rest of the pews where everyone was sort of standing and milling about and stuff. You notice that you know, three or four of the local commoners are sort of looking over and wondering what's going on. He doesn't seem to take them in at all. Um, and then he leans over and he points at the boy who is sweeping up. Said, it was him. I know it was him. I don't trust him. How old does the boy look? Uh, the boy looks about 15, 16. He's just sort of getting on, going about his business. You can make an insight check if you like. No, you know what? I'm good. Ichabod is not going to make an insight check. He's going to size himself up and he's going to size up a 15-year-old boy and think to himself, I can take him. He's, he's going to m- march over there. Wait, wait. Excuse me, I would like a word with you. In wait, private. wait. He puts his hand on you. Uh, the, the priest puts his hand on you before you march off. He said, no, <laughs> I haven't confronted him thus far because I don't want to alarm the, the locals. If you I, confront right, I was going here, to do it all sneaky-like. <laughs> do, don't confront him in front of everybody else. I, well, no, I was going to ask him to. I was going to ask him to step outside, and then sure? I was going to. Conf- yeah, and then I was going to confront him. Oh, I see. You seem to be marching quite purposefully. I got a bit nervous. No, don't worry. I may look it, but I'm not actually a buffoon. <laughs> oh, good. Are you going to take the sun sword with you? Does it still work? I assumed it needed the bones to activate. Well, you're you're the one that the uh, thunder told me I am waiting for. Yes. Well, but of course. I am the chosen of all gods, apparently. Mm. This is not, uh, this is nothing to do with the bones. Here you go. This is two separate, fa- wow. Oh, excellent. That makes things a lot easier. I take the sun sword and I heft it aloft. Does anything happen? Um, you feel, uh, you feel this warmth uh, rushing through your chest and up your arm towards the sword. And there's a bit of flicker at the handle. And then a really a uh, conspicuous whoosh of flame comes out as he brandishes it around the church. Please don't activate it here, he said. I like to think me. it goes. And it's like is... one of those um, firelight. It goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone in the, all of the commoners in the church are like, oh, oh what's happening? Ah. Vlad is like, oh my gosh, wow. He starts clapping. I am the chosen of the thunder. Yes. You are the chosen one. I you don't know how to put all. this out. <laughs> uh, you uh, perhaps you wave it like a madman. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, after a while, you you realise that you, when you think about putting it out, it goes out, and uh, it seems to be somewhat instinctual. Ah, I have good instincts. Mm. Everyone is looking right at you now, including the boy Ichabod. Absolutely comfortable uh, under the eye of about 20 people. <laughs> Fear not, for I will save you from nothing. <laughs> wink. Says the word wink out loud. <laughs> and then even though everyone is still looking at him, he sits over to the boy. I didn't actually catch your name earlier. 
<laughs> but I would like it if you could meet me outside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm Miller Boy, and uh, I don't, I don't know if that's a good idea. It's all right, it's all right, Miller Boy. Boy, Miller Boy. Oh, Miller Boy. I thought you were just the boy who mills. <laughs> oh. I was about to go. I was about to say we'll make you a Miller Man, but that is much <laughs> less more creepy than I intended. Miller Boy. I have something important to discuss with you. It can only be done away from prying ears. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, should we meet in just in, in the street or around the back where the, in the graveyard? <laughs> around the back. <laughs> Don't worry. I will be bringing two chaperones. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. And then he drops his broom and he starts making his way around the back. <laughs> fully trusting <laughs> yeah i didn't even have to make a persuasion check not, not, not only are you going to uh, like go and meet him secretly around the back you're going to bring two heavies with you <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i walk back to my my party all right i don't think we should all go also i'm not going to explain what's just happened just trust me but we we need to go out there and talk to this boy about something but if we all go we'll spook him so i think Irina, you yeah. should come with me because... Uh, Am I allowed out of the church again? You're not technically the, the church is... Just trust me, yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> and uh, Ismark, I can't see you going anywhere without your sister, so you can come too. I, I might go somewhere without my sister one day when I meet a, a, a nice woman. Okay, then. Do you want <laughs> to stay here? No, no, I'll, I'll go with Irina to keep her safe. Wonderful. All right. And uh, Vlad... I know it's a lot to ask, but if you can come with us as well. I know I said two, <laughs> but I've realised I don't want to go without you, Vlad. Uh, I don't mind staying behind. I, c- I can look after your sword for you if you like. Vlad, no, you must. You simply must come. <laughs> All right. The real reason is because he doesn't want Vlad to become chosen without him. Because the last time he left Vlad alone, he became partially chosen and suddenly could cast spells. <laughs> he's worried if he leaves him again again he'll become full chosen and like pick up the uh, second sun sword from somewhere and go and fight strad himself stop patronizing our audience i'm sure they can work that out themselves <laughs> what is this american tv let's go huzzah nice fortunately uh vlad cannot work this out for himself he just goes along with a big smile on his yeah. face feeling included right. and um Yep, you, you head around the back of the church and you see um, him standing sort of sheepishly, twisting his toes around in the dirt, sort of uh, looking a bit nervously as all three of you approach. Right, you, <laughs> you, three, you three wait here. I'm going to meet him alone. <laughs> so they stand in, in view, like so where they can see you. Yeah, right? no, I don't trust them to stand off by themselves. <laughs> well, you can see them. Yeah. Okay. All right, so you, you approach uh, Millavoy. And he's a, uh, what's this about? I've been told by the father that you had something to do with a certain theft recently. Uh, I don't know what you mean. You can make an insight check if you would like. Oh, 16. Can the crap, Millavoy. <laughs> I know what you're up. I grab him by the scruff. I know <laughs> what you've done. Now admit it before I get angry, before I get punchy. I don't get paid much of the church. They offered me some gold so I could feed my little brother and myself. Well, now I just feel like a jackass. <laughs> Who owned you money? It was the coffin maker. I think he's got the bones at his house. What? 
I don't know who that is. Um, where does the coffin maker live? Henrik, he lives in town. You, I can, I'll point you in the direction if you'd like. It's the other side. We're in the east of, uh, we're in the west of Balaki. He lives in the east. I would really appreciate that. That would be very helpful. I'll give you directions off camera. No problem. Crime doesn't pay, except in this instance where it has. But trust me, it no bad. And uh, uh, you, you made yourself clear. And you notice this dark patch appearing in his sort of uh, between his legs. Oh, oh, oh. Please let me go now. Yeah. Okay. I think you've learned your lesson. Yeah. I didn't. Re- I didn't mean to come on so strong, but you know, sometimes I just can't turn it off. He uh, he runs away as soon as you let go, and back around the front. Um, Vlad uh, tackles him down and says, "Where do you think you're going?" Vlad <laughs> <laughs> raises. No, Vlad. Vlad, it's okay. It's cool. We got it. We got. We, we got what we needed. Let him go. He goes. Oh, okay. He's a chosen one, and the other boy runs away. Yeah, I'm the chosen one. <laughs> Thanks, Vlad. I needed that. <laughs> I'm just going to say Vlad gave me guidance there. <laughs> yeah. Irina um, looks at you uh, quizzically. It's a quizzical expression. Is quite a, is one that Ichabod has grown accustomed to, I'm sure. And uh, says, um, so why did you just um, threaten that, that, that teenage boy? Keep it to yourself. Keep your voice low. He leans in like the priest did earlier. Lean, lean into in. me and I'll tell you. They lean in. I look about. The bones of the Saint Andrew have been stolen. <laughs> Ismark, uh, like, slaps his legs and throws his hands up in the air. It's like, oh, for fuck, fuck, fuck. And, like, and you just hear this constant beeping. Um, and uh, he's just effing and blinding. Irina just sort of looks at him, then looks at you and just starts laughing. And she's like, oh, what? We've come all this way. And we and, and then... Um, she remembers that you uh, asked them to be quiet. And we're not even, not even safe. Not yet. But the, they're still nearby. The boy took a backhander from Henrik, the coffin maker. He thinks the coffin maker still has the bones in his shop. If we get there quick enough, hopefully we can get the bones back to the abbey and they can help juice up the protection so that the church will become holy ground again. Um, so, ah, well, I guess we have a plan. Yeah, I've just realized saying it all out loud, I have no idea if that's how it works. I'm just working on instinct here. Well, hopefully, hopefully we'll get it sorted. Yes. Um, do you um, do you have any other business here at the church before you head off to do that? Or would you like to do anything else before? Um, no, I have the sun sword now. I don't feel the need to go back in. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, you feel uh, any, every time you hold the hilt of the sun sword, it doesn't automatically activate, but you feel the power and the warmth that surges in your hands. Um, and you, you are I, feeling I put the sun control. sword in my pocket, not for a dirty reason, but because I have nowhere else to tuck it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to share it with you so you know what it is, but you're, I know you've not got access to that at the moment, but let me tell you a little bit about the sun sword, just so you know. Um, so it's a unique blade. Uh, you don't know that yet, but <laughs> what you will know is, uh, I mean, you'll, you'll know it's a unique blade, to be fair. Oh, there we go. This blade is so unique. So this has a plus two bonus to attack and damage rolls. Um, they deal radiant damage instead of slashing damage. Uh, when you hit an undead with it, they take an additional D8 radiant damage. It's a long sword, so it's D8 or a D10 if you do it two-handed. Um, it also, while it's activated, 
glows uh, dim light or bright light for a 15 foot radius and uh, dim light for a further 15 foot. Um, and yeah, you'll, you'll know that from when you activated it, basically. It seems to be like it's been a while but when you had when you were holding that sword aloft, uh, you felt the warmth of the sun again as a familiar feeling um, familiar again in that, you know, you've had that feeling. But, <laughs> but since that you were since you were resurrected, not the most recent time, but the time before that, you've not actually seen the sun because it's raining and then you went into Barovia. So uh, but you it's a very familiar feeling. Um, that was nice. Yeah. And then uh, as you sort of turn to head off, uh, you notice Arena look forward and then she just turns around and starts walking the other way instead of going in the direction you're intending to go. And she says, oh, no, 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 no. Starts walking in the opposite direction very noticeably. Do I, do I see what she saw that made her go, oh, no, no, no? Uh, you see uh, a rather imposing looking man uh, with... Um, you know, he's quite a handsome in a rugged sort of way, uh, man. Ichabod immediately doesn't like this guy. But he's also got kind of a big freakish uh, Cronenberg style right arm <laughs> that um, has uh, like, it just looks really monstrous. He's got one normal arm on the left hand and his hand is normal. And then the right hand, it's like almost down to his knee, the length of his arm. And his hand is really sort of, uh, he's got, it's like a clawed hand. Um, and uh, yeah, seem, he seems to be approaching you quite quickly. Is he, is he looking directly at us? Or oh yeah, yeah. The arena's uh, as arena's walking away. Do you follow suit, or do you just stand your ground? Or Ismark peels off and um, sticks with arena. She's not walking away at like lightning pace or anything. She's trying to look the other way. Uh, Vlad's with me though, right? Mm-hmm. Just looking perplexed by everything. Unless I say otherwise, that's probably. I, I lean into Vlad. Okay. Go with Arena. I shall catch up in but a moment. Should, should I uh, should I tackle her so she don't get away? No, we want her to get away. We're oh. on Arena's side. Oh, okay. <laughs> he goes off. Good. And um, as this uh, this figure approaches you, uh, he's looking right at Arena, and then he looks at you. I step in front of the path. I go, excuse me, sir. So, I don't know if we've met. I am the chosen of the Raven Queen and Lathander, apparently. I am not a man of excuses. I am Isaac Strazny. I don't know who that is. Who is Isaac Strazny? I am Isaac Strazny, and I work for the Burgomaster of Valakia. I'm his, uh, his, uh, how you say, his, uh, his right mom. hand man. Yes, you could say that. <laughs> and he clicks his clawed hand. A high five. He uh, he holds out his human, more human hand, and high five. <laughs> but it says, "But uh, I have come on business for for my master. He extends an invitation for you to come to his humble abode. He receive a message from the guard at the gate." What? Okay. Yeah, they say uh, you're not to seem very happy. What? That is out preposterous. I said you asked fantastic ask joke. for a joke, and then he tried to tell a joke, and you say, I heard that one before, and then I... you poo-poo his joke. <laughs> what? That's only because I told a better joke. He's just jealous yes. of my awesome jokes. Yes, he said this also. He said he liked your joke very much. Oh, well, there you go. Well, we're going to have to decline, apparently. We have places to go, people to rob. I mean, see. Well, I would not decline on my master. 
I will have to bring you in if you're not a happy man. But uh, my master give you a little leeway as he think you are new to the lackey, yes? I appreciate that. As he says that, uh, I cast darkness. <laughs> oh, no, I can't see. <laughs> Just a black orb, 30-foot radius, overtakes. <laughs> and, yeah, he can't see anything. And Ichabod has devil sight, so he can see. And he chooses right. this moment to literally hoof it back following Irina. Right. Before you rush off, uh, he's still going to try and grab you, not mm-hmm. as a... Uh, not in like an attack of opportunity sense, but he's very keen on grabbing you. So, mm-hmm. but you can make um, athletics or acrobatics check. You have advantage because you can see he'll have disadvantage. I'm absolutely going to choose acrobatics because uh, Ichabod is not a strong character. Uh, 14. Uh, yeah, you, you feel his big arm sort of whisk past you, but he doesn't manage to get a firm grasp. <laughs> my my burger master would not like this very much. Uh, but I assume you all... Tell it off. with a joke. He <laughs> said, you're the joke. Oh, you're the joke. That was a terrible <laughs> comeback. Damn it, Ichabod. Uh, run, yeah, run. I can't have this tete-a-tete. <laughs> you managed to get away. And uh, as you're running, Irina's like, that was Isaac. He, he's got a bit of a crush on me. Oh, oh I didn't realise that at all. He works for the Burgermaster now. We wanted to... It's the second time we've had to turn down an invitation from a creepy person. Yes, uh, and well, he is creepy, and so is the Burgermaster. They're all they're all pretty creepy. We don't come to Blackie very often, uh, although I suppose. And you look around Blackie, and compared with um, the village of Barovia, it seems a lot. It, although there's a lot of forced happiness, there's a lot more sort of like uh, lights on in homes, people milling about. Uh, it does look a lot more pleasant than uh, you know. Is there any, any sign of any like night scratches, like the the claw marks or the the animal prints? N- no, there doesn't seem to be a lot of though that sort of thing. There do seem to be a lot of like patches of blood that seem to be dripping from the heads of wolves on pikes that are outside everyone's homes. That's a lot of wolves. Yeah, indeed. Uh, right, as you're rushing off in the direction uh, that Millerboy pointed you in into the east. Um, and you've um, managed to evade Isaac, at least for now. Uh, you do notice uh, a few things as you're heading through the town. Um, so you've gone past the Blue Water Inn, uh, which you've left behind. Uh, you reach uh, the town square. So be quiet while I'm looking at it. Sorry, that was a long pause. <laughs> um, no, it wasn't. Um, it was instantaneous, Tony. That's the joy of editing. Absolutely. Um, just trying to find the thing that I had found earlier, but yeah, you, you found you, it instantly. What are you talking about? I did. I'm right there. I mean, I, I don't even need to find it. It's at the top of my brain. <laughs> the um, the shops and homes that enclose the town square are decorated with limp, tattered garlands and painted wooden boxes filled with tiny dead flowers. At the north end of the square stands a row of stocks, locked in which are several men, women, and children wearing crude plaster donkey heads. In the centre of the square, peasants in patchwork clothes eye you suspiciously as they use cups and vases to draw water from a crumbling stone fountain. Standing tall at the centre of the fountain is a grey statue of an impressive man facing west. All around the square are posted proclamations which read, Come one, come all, the greatest celebration of the year, the Wolf's Head Jamboree. Attendants and children required. Pikes will be provided. All will be well. The Baron. 
Um, so there were people I knew suspiciously, people in stocks, there were these posters. Um, you also notice a couple of guards ripping down these posters and replacing them with a different poster that reads, Come one, come all, to the greatest celebration of the year, the festival of the blazing sun, attendance and children required, rain or shine, all will be well, the Baron. Uh, do you want to engage with any of these things at this time or do you want to keep going? Um, yes, I, I would like to go over to the stocks and I would like to ask someone, not the people in the stocks, someone by, nearby the stocks, what have these people done to deserve such ridicule? Uh, they, these are the people that are eyeing you suspiciously, but mainly because you're running to the square, I think, uh, but also because you look a bit different um, to what they're used to. And that one, the person that you talk to forces a smile spreading uh, to spread across their face. And say, well, they uh, were not very happy about the festival. Um, they didn't get into the spirit of things. So, you know, it's, it's what they deserve. <laughs> and they pull a rotten tomato out of their pocket and just smush it into one of their faces. The Over the plastered donkey heads. Over the plastered donkey heads, yeah. Plus, a doggy head doing a good job of keeping the tomato out of their face. Then, here in Vallaki, we have at least one festival every week. We have done for several years, and it keeps the devil at bay. Does it? Probably, but these people didn't think so. We all, uh, you know, devil's not been here for a while, and we're all feeling a bit nervous. We're seeing them flying around on that flaming horse of his. Recently, you know. Yes, yes, I know. I've seen him myself. Uh, bad, bad stuff. Bad, <laughs> bad stock. Excuse but the pun. <laughs> but good stuff here in Vanaki. Yeah. Uh, this, this, this seems a bit deep. I'm, I'm actually just trying to uh, solve my own issues. I will deal with the problems. I pull out my notebook. Vanaki's <laughs> excess festivals, right at the bottom of the to-do list. <laughs> no worries. And then I carry on my way to, uh, I mean, you mentioned them getting the water out of the fountain. Uh, what are they doing with it? Chucking it over the people in the stocks. Oh, oh that's not very nice. Yeah. yeah. I would like to do something about it, but Ichabod doesn't. Ichabod's going to ignore it and carry on. You, yeah, you've got pressing things at the moment. You've just yeah. uh, escaped from Izek. He's probably not very far behind you. Yeah. And nevertheless, as you continue your journey, you do notice uh, a, um, a sign in one of the businesses that says Blinksy Toys. And uh, this cramped shop has a dark entrance portico above which hangs a wooden sign shaped like a rocking horse with a B engraved on both sides. Flanking the entrance are two arched lead framed windows through the dirty glass. You can see a jumbled displays of toys and hanging placards bearing the slogan, is no fun, is no Blinksy. Um, you can uh, have a bit of a look at the toys on, through the window on the way past if you want. You could pop in. Ichabod's. Really Ichabod, as they're jogging past, and Ichabod looks in and like immediately stops because it's one of the few things he remembered uh, was the the is no fun, is no blinksy uh, slogan, and he just puts his hand on the glass and peers inside. Nice. Uh, the other three sort of stop and cat, um, come over and have a look as well. But you see uh, a headless doll that comes with a sack of attachable heads, including one with its eyes and mouth stitched shut. And it's got a little price tag next to it that says nine copper pieces. You see a miniature gallows complete with trap door and a weighted hanged man, nine copper pieces. A set of wooden nesting dolls. The smaller each one gets, the older it gets until the innermost doll is a mummified corpse, nine copper pieces. 
Uh, a wood and string mobile of hanging bats with flapping wings, nine copper pieces, a wind-up musical merry-go-round with figures of snarling wolves chasing children in place of prancing horses, nine, nine silver pieces, oh. uh, a ventriloquist's dummy that looks like, um, looks like the devil himself, nine silver pieces, and uh, a doll that has really caught Irina's eye because it looks remarkably like her, and it, doesn't, it says not for sale. Is the shop open or is it closed? You said it was uh, dark. It, it is open. Uh, you see some a figure sort of milling around in there, but it doesn't. It's not very well lit, but it is definitely open. Um, you also look over your shoulder and you see uh, Izek and his henchmen making their way towards you. You could duck into the shop. You could head. You could carry on with what you want to do. What would you like to do? Uh, can I? How far away is is it to my next turn or to where the the gravekeeper's house is? Um, well, it, it's it's down the road a bit. Uh, we duck into the shop. We haven't got time. All right. I, I, I kick the door open, by which I mean I open the door and yank Vlad inside. Quick, wanna, come on. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you want to avoid Izek, uh, sort of kicking the door open, probably not the way to go. Yeah, and I shut the door behind me. And is there any kind of lock or a chair nearby that I can wedge underneath uh, the uh, door? Yeah, there's a bolt along the middle and there's a bolt at the bottom and at the top that go into the ground and the ceiling of the, of the thing. So you can lock those if you want. I do. Yeah. I would. I would like to. Yeah. He said, "Oh, hello!" And you see a man, quite heavy set, in a. He, he's dressed a bit like a jester, uh, goatee, got a monkey on his shoulder. He says, "I am Blinksy. Pleasure to meet you. Come in. Perhaps you like to do some shopping." Blinksy. Yes. Tell me. Oh. What is the deal with that yeah. doll? And I point to the doll that looks like Irina. Oh, he goes over to the shop window and picks it up and then uh, looks at Irina and then looks at the doll. So, oh, yes, it look just like Irina, just like the picture the man gave me. That man over there, he coming now. And uh, he points out of the shop window and you, and, uh, you notice Izek making his way towards the shop. Izek is one creepy dude. Oh, yeah, he's a creepy man. But is I'm there a, a back way out of the shop, Blinksy? Sorry? Is there a back way out of this shop, Linksy? Uh, why? You know, like, you know what to meet Isaac? I think it's very clear that I don't from the fact I asked the question. Is there a back way out of this shop, Linksy? Sometimes you ask in a nicer way, someone help you. Please, Linksy, is there a back way out of this shop? I, uh, there's no back away, but I do have a cellar. You, you get into Blinksy's cellar. Is there an exit from the cellar? No, but Isaac, I keep him busy and send him on his way. Blinksy do this for you. Of course you would. I'm the chosen one of uh, the Raven Queen and Lathander. Let's go. <laughs> he, uh, he goes behind the counter and lifts up this trap door, allowing you uh, into the cellar. And then he closes it. Um, and then uh, when you get down to the cellar, you hear a bit of a... And while you hear this uh, muffled back, back and forth, uh, you notice in the cellar, it's not a very big cellar, but this seems to be where he makes his toys. So there's lots of implements there, like uh, little screwdrivers and hammers and chisels and all, all these things. Um, some resources like wood and metal, whatever. And then on the table is uh, this little um, this little doll. It's, just, it's kind of like a, if, if Chucky dressed as a jester. Um, it's about the size of Chucky, about three foot tall, just lying there inanimate, its head tilted towards you as if it's looking at you. That is creepy. I pocket one of the tiny screwdrivers. <laughs> Irina's like, 
what what is it with you and taking other people's things it might come in handy would you like a hobnob <laughs> um yes yes i would shh is mark said hobnob i like hobnobs yeah, shh. you can have one but be quiet when you're trying to hide from <laughs> is from mark, isaac no, is we're, mark we're not mark. hiding from ismark we're hiding from isaac <laughs> His mark nods when you give him the instruction. He takes a hobnob and he does one of those really slow about to bites and then he crunches right through the hobnob. <laughs> We're just staring at him and he's going, crunch, crunch. <laughs> he pauses after the bite and then he chews quite loudly, etc. Um, but yeah, you hear the rah, 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 and then you hear rah, 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 and then you hear a jingle jingle. And then you uh, don't hear anything for a little while. And then the hatch opens. It says, Isaac is gone. You can come up now. Say hello to Blinksy. Buy something. <laughs> I, I come out of the, uh, the cellar. Okay, a follow-up question. After, uh, what is the deal with that doll? And I point down into the cellar. Oh, that doll? That, be, that may be Blinksy's masterpiece. Blinksy is a student of a great inventor and toy maker, Fritz von Wieg. And Blinksy believe that von Wieg's greatest invention, a clockwork man, lies somewhere in Castle Ravenloft. Blinksy want to make his own. I am also uh, on a separate note heading to Castle Ravenloft. <gasps> you are? Then perhaps in repay for Blinksy's save your life, you might deliver this... Uh, this Clockwork man back to Blinksy so that uh, he may have a friend who I make. Uh, Ichabod takes out his, uh, his notebook. All right. Saved our lives. A bit overselling it. You, you avoided an awkward conf- confrontation. <laughs> well, okay. Perhaps uh, Blink... Uh, well, be- business has not been good. Um, maybe I can offer you my pet monkey. And then the monkey looks at Blinksy horrified. I look at Blinksy horrified. I already have a beloved animal companion. Thank you. And My skeleton raven animal. just goes. <laughs> he looks at Queenie and he looks at Monkey. And says, "My one have skin and flesh." Not after traveling with me, it wouldn't. What? Bl- no business of Blinksy. What you do? You eat Monkey. You look after Monkey. Up to you. No, but if I see this clockwork. Uh, Von we- Von Wieg, I will I will bring it back for you. Mm. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. Make Blinksy so happy. You are, you have made a friend in Blinksy. If you ever need a toy maker to help you in some way, you ask Blinksy. Did Ismark take the the doll that looks like her? Irina says yes. He took the doll. It's no no longer in the shop window. Say yes. I make it for him. He pay me. He take it, and I get rid of him. Should have grabbed it while I had the chance. Uh, thank you very much, Blinksy. Your help has been much appreciated. We shall, uh, we shall have to be off now. We're trying to do something very secret, but very heroic. Ah, good. And he said, okay, come again anytime. Remember, if it no fun, it no Blinksy. Catchy. Yeah. As you exit Blinksy's shop, uh, you see standing in front of you, um, Erwin, not Isaac, um, and Erwin has this uh, big chest 
uh, uh, not his actual physical chest. He has a <laughs> trunk. <laughs> he is quite barrel chested. Seems quite important. You notice, um, I'm sure the first thing that is, uh, Ichabod will notice is that he's still wearing the clothes that Ichabod, Ichabod had asked him for. That is, in fact, the first thing Ichabod would notice. Yeah. And he says, I, so uh, I conferred with the Raven Queen, um, Chosen One. Uh, when I prayed to her, she said, uh, no, why is he asking for your clothes? Don't give him your clothes. Just give him the... <laughs> the box that you have kept aside for the, <laughs> for the chosen one. And she said, um, she's got, gonna ha- going to have some words for you next time you sleep. I, wow. This is a real eye opener. I can't believe I've been superseded by, by the Raven queen. <laughs> so, I guess Lathander is the true God now. <laughs> <laughs> is like, well, I've been trying to say that. Yes. <laughs> but, um, even he is for, has made things a bit challenging. We haven't got those bones yet, um, but Erwin uh, <laughs> uh, puts the chest down. Says, I, I, won't, I don't want to open it here, chosen one, but uh, there are 140 electrum pieces, 70 platinums. Holy moly. Two elixirs of health, three potions of healing, and a grey bag of tricks. Sadly, all of the coins are embossed to look like the devil himself. But she said that uh, we should save because the person who returns to Barovia will be coming here with nothing and we need to give him something that can help him on his quest. So here you are. Absolutely. I'm deaf. This this is very good of you. I'm certainly going to worth every penny. Can't help but notice there are no clothes in this box, though. I... She, you heard what I said. You, you said, "Don't give me the clothes off your back." But mm. if you return, you return Is, to me. I will find something for you to wear. Uh, if you return to me later, is there a? Let's not be too hasty. I, I have money now. I have walking around money. Is there a tailor in town? <laughs> uh, yes, of course. Uh, you, of course, do whatever you would like, but. I would be a bit wary of um, spending the special savings that are supposed to help you in your quest on fancy clothes. <laughs> but that's my last piece of advice as the keeper of the feather. I don't, in my experience, her pa- um, the Raven Queen only has so much patience. And Ichabod probably hears she has so much patience. Yep, yep. <laughs> also, he hears, in the money, I'm in the money. I'm going to get myself a brand new fancy suit. <laughs> Do you, um, he offers to take it back to the tavern for safekeeping for now, but uh, keep it with you if you'd like. I literally have nowhere to keep it. And the first thing I know about rich people is they don't carry money on them. So keep, take it back to the, t- I think, in fact, it's odd that you brought it out of the tavern. <laughs> keep it in the tavern <laughs> and I will be back for it later. I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to show you what you had and I'll give you the option. Well, you didn't. You you told me, literally told me not to open it. (laughs) It's all here if you want to take it now is the point. Owen, I trust you implicitly. Oh, good. Please take it away from me before I just take it and spend it. (laughs) He nods and he takes it and heads back through the town. He was accompanied by a couple of um, other Raven folk. So it's not like he's just walking around on his own. With a box of money. Yeah, good. Uh, all right, you continuing on towards the place? Yep, the gravekeeper's house. 
indeed inspiration for you fell right into my trap <laughs> uh, right so you reach the area where uh, that was pointed out to you by Millerboy. Uh, this is the stockyard he said uh, where you will find the graveyard or the coffin maker's house uh, this large stockyard has several locked sheds along its periphery and lies adjacent to a roomy warehouse a wooden sign above the front gate reads Arasek Stockyard. Parked at the south end of the stockyard is a sturdy carnival wagon, its colourful paint peeling off. Faded lettering on its sides spell out the words Rictavio's Carnival of Wonders. A heavy padlock secures the back door. And um, so you see that and you also see a building that looks to be like the, the coffin maker's shop uh, a bit further down the way. So... You can go straight to the coffee maker shop or you can poke around this uh, this wagon if you like. I appreciate there appears to be a carnival or something here, but I have absolutely no reason to go poke around at the moment. I'm trying to get the bones back to keep Irina safe and to keep us all safe from Strad, the devil. Um, you also so I, I, will, I will slot that information about a carnival. <laughs> I assume it's going to kick off in the Blazing Fest, Sun Festival. I will come back with all my money and I will <laughs> spend it all probably winning a stuffed monkey. <laughs> you do also see uh, uh, two people, a man and a woman, sort of middle-aged. Uh, they, you suspect they're kind of the ones that run the stockyard. Uh, they're regarding you, but uh, you can ignore them if you want. Or you, can, uh, you can talk to them or you can head straight over to the coffee. I've never ignored anyone who's regarded me in the entire history of my life, <laughs> as far as Ichabod is aware. Hail, hail. I am... Ichabod, chosen of the Raven Queen and Lathander. I come seeking the coffin maker, Henrik. Is he about? Uh, yeah, I'm Yelena Arasek, and this is my husband, Gunther. Yelena's a woman. Yep, I got that. And, and uh, yes, the coffin maker, Henrik, is just over there. I'm sorry for your loss, she says, taking off her hat and bowing. I appreciate that. Oh, uh, well, that's where they are. Yes, yeah, sorry, I had nothing to add to that. Um, private business and all that jazz. Yes, of course. If you ever need any uh, bits and bobs or materials and stuff like that, you come to us. Uh, or if you want some information, we can help you with that as well. Don't mind. A weird thing to just offer. I have no need of information at the moment except for the location of Henrik, and you've already provided said uh, such. So oh. I appreciate that, Yelena, Yelena's husband. But uh, I must simply be off. I'm on a tight schedule. Elena said, now, now, how much are you going to pay us for this information? The information you've already supplied me with. And uh, she clicks her fingers and says, oh, and then her husband says, oh, you know, you're supposed to ask for the money first, Elena. I reach into my pocket and I pull out five copper pieces. All right, but this is blackmail, damn it. Now, where's Henrik the coffin maker? (laughs) They take the coins and they say, oh, we already told you that. You'd have to pay us again to for us to tell you it's over there i hand them another five copper pieces <laughs> this is daylight robbery damn it <laughs> i'm not sure how much how much you have you do have those copper pieces i have all those copper pieces now all right uh, this uh, this goes on for as long as you want it to that's <laughs> then, it i'm 10 copper pieces down playing this game <laughs> and then you head over i presume to the coffee maker shop and um, i head over Irene leans in and goes, you realise you didn't need to do any of that. They just told you. Yes, they do. Oh! <laughs> the people of Valaki play mind games. I don't care for it. Lad says, oh, 
How, how much are you going to pay me for borrowing my umbrella? I don't pay for things, Vlad. I just take them. <laughs> oh. Um, Let's go. Then you, uh, you've reached the coffin maker's shop, and uh, this uninviting shop is two stories tall and has a sign shaped like a coffin above the front door. All, all shops should do that. Um, Have signs shaped like coffins. That would just get confusing. <laughs> all of the window shutters are closed up tight and a deathly silence surrounds the establishment. I'm just saying coffins are big, uh, a big space for you to write what you want on it. It's true. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it could be, uh, you know, on, a cof- on the lid of a coffin, Jimmy's coffee grounds, <laughs> <laughs> Carl's soil. Pharmaceutical shop. Yeah. I mean, if you're coughing. Yeah. Frank's charcoal dust. Um, yeah. So anyway, you get there. <laughs> are, you, uh, are you knocking on the door? I'm knock knock knocking on Coffin's door. <laughs> you knock 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 on Coffin's door. Um, you uh, a, a little shutter slides across the door, and you see these um, old-looking eyes looking through. He's got um, sort of grey eyebrows and uh, very sunken eye bags, and quite a substantial nose as well. But that's all you can see. And he says, uh, "Yes, do you need a coffin?" Of course. Why else would I come to a coffin maker's? Uh, please tell me your specifications or write them on a piece of paper and stuff them through this hole and, and I'll get right on it. What are you talking about, man? Open the door. Let me, let me discuss my, my grief and need for a coffin. Oh, it's much more efficient talking through the shutter like this, I think. I, I leaned back to Ismark and I whispered to him, see if there's a, a back door, would you? Now, yeah. now, uh, Henrik, open the door and we'll discuss around. this like gentlemen. Could is is Mark make a stealth check? We'll see. It's gonna be low. Is eleven with the eleven? Yeah, is Mark? It's common. Yeah, is Mark manages to skulk off as you're holding his attention? He goes. He sort of heads off. And what do you say to him? He said, "Let's discuss this, like gentlemen or something." Civilized gentlemen. Someone I love recently died, and I'm looking to get a coffin made, just in case. Uh, just in case? Just in case it sticks. Uh, he looks at you confusedly. Are you here for the feast? See, this is, this is why I need the door open. I need to explain the finer details. I... <laughs> what feast? You don't look like you're here for the feast, but you talk like someone who might be here for the feast. <laughs> Look, I'm in my travelling clothes right now. I will honestly get some better clothes in a moment. No matter what some all-knowing raven-based entity might know and say. It says, I, I can't talk about this here. Please meet me over there behind that, um, that crazy eccentric man's wagon. He points to that wagon that you saw earlier. I'll, I'll be out in five. And he slams the, uh, the shutter shut. Uh, Ismark, however, returns and says... Uh, yes, there's a back door just to the left. It was not a back door, it's a side door. But, uh, you know, that'll do, won't it? Won't it? Absolutely. I'm going to need Vlad to take over and be the distraction while Arena Ismark and I sneak in. Do you think you can do that for me, Vlad? Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to knock on the door again? No. Go over behind that carriage, wait for him to come out. I'll have Queenie do a signal to let me know that he's leaving. Then we'll sneak in the back door, grab the bones, get out, all in the time it takes. Hit you, him to, no, you to convince him that you're a blithering idiot who uh, doesn't know what he's talking about. Ooh, that's going to take a long time. Exactly. 
Yeah, they'll give you all the time you need. If anyone can do it, Vlad, it's you. Remember, happy. Happy? Yeah, happiest place on earth. Smile. What? We don't want you to get arrested, Vlad. Smile. Oh, and uh, he smiles. A very, very genuine and um, warming smile. Wow, that, that's a very beautiful smile, Vlad. You've really, you've made me feel a lot better. I realise my hand is also resting on the hilt of the sunblade. <laughs> so thank you. And he, uh, he walks off to the, um, to the wagon. I sneak round to the side door. All three of you. All three of me. All three of me. All three of us. I also send Queenie up uh, perching on the roof uh, to to caw when Henrik has left. <laughs> Fair enough. She she flutters up to the roof. Well, not flutters. She rattles up to the roof as she does. Um, would you like to say anything um, additional to iron out the details of your plan before you act, or are you just going to wait for the caw? I'd say to Ismark and Irina, Vlad can only buy us a few seconds. Uh, we'll have to be quick. Get in as soon as you find the bones. Give a give a whistle. We all get out. Yes. And how are we going to get through? I have a special pickpocketing tool that I'm going to employ. Oh, wow! This will be interesting to see. Says Arena. Um, and then uh, you hear Queenie's distinctive core. And Ismark still just sort of looking around the corner notices Hemrick look up at. Queenie, what? What was that? And then he, he shrugs and he heads off towards the wagon. He's still going towards the wagon. Let's go. Have you got uh, thieves' tools or something? No, I'm going to pull the sun sword out of my pocket. It's a wooden door, I assume. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I would like to aim the sun sword at the at the lock and activate it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you do so, and uh, you emit. 15 foot of bright light and another additional 15 foot on top of that of dim lights. So there's a big glow coming from the back of from the side. <laughs> of this. Ismark, just make sure that Henrik's looking in the other direction. <laughs> there's also a... <laughs> Ismark, uh, hearing you say that, do you want Ismark to... What do you mean make sure? Like go Just stick his head around the corner and just make sure that Henrik's just going away. <laughs> he, he gets to the corner. He said, yeah, he, he's not... He's, he hasn't looked around yet, but um, the the owners of the stockyard seem to be looking this way. Don't worry, I'm nearly through. <laughs> and then after a, a 10 to 15 seconds or so, you managed to like damage the door enough that you could sort of force your way in. I deactivate it. <laughs> Irene, I go, smooth as silk. I push the door open. It just goes... <laughs> let's let's be quick shall we and uh in this room being quick the, is my middle name <laughs> so it's ichabod being quick neville no callahan what it's callahan now keep up oh, oh okay you changed it again no worries um and in this room it appears to be a workshop uh it contains everything a carpenter needs to make coffins and furniture three sturdy work tables stretch the length of the west wall uh you see a lot of like uh hammers nails uh saws stuff like that if you want to pocket something uh not particularly honestly i'm good with the little screwdriver from earlier i could have really like i've realized i could have used the little screwdriver to pick the lock oh well regrets (laughs) regrets and second thoughts yeah you'll see A door, uh, just as you step in, you see a door to your right, and then you see another door further down to your right, leading to two different rooms. The, the, the one further down, you suspect, will link up to the front door to, in some way or another. 
the one to your immediately to your right might as well, but that one would is more in that direction. Okay. Ismark, search the front room. Irina, search this room. I'll search the room that's not quite the front room, but not this room. Okay. <laughs> is Ismark uh, opens the door and he looks at you. He says, "Coffins." Is a lot. Yeah, it's a coffin maker shop. Oh it'd yeah, be, it'd be spookier if there weren't coffins. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know about that, but yes, it does make sense that there are coffins here. Are they, are they full coffins or are they empty coffins? Well, I've not, I've not checked. They're all covered. They've got the lids on. You're gonna have to check. The bones could be in any of them. The last thing we want is for him to bury the bones. He start. He sets to opening all the coffins, and you hear him going like one, two. Three, and then you hear like a lid flip open and it, it repeats. Um, in the room that you're checking out, mm-hmm. uh, a table with four chairs is in one corner of this room with a lantern hanging from a chain directly above. Two well-made cabinets stand against the east wall. There's also I... a door which you presume leads into the coffin room. Okay, I go and open. Also, can I just point out, very lucky that Henrik the coffin maker didn't have a friend or family here. <laughs> he was just alone. We could have been very uncomfortable. Right, we're in. Oh, well, hello, Mrs. Henrik. Good to meet you. <laughs> oh, I know how to deal with this. Sunsword. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I go to the cabinets and open them. Uh, the cabinets appear to be uh, packed with worthless items that Henrik has collected over the years, like uh, no, no carvings of little animals and um, like old wrappers and newspapers and stuff. I don't know stuff stuff that some weird old man would keep um you do you did notice this was a two-story building though so um did we see any stairs uh is mark would have pointed out uh, another door in that other room i i quickly race through and go up the stairs you yeah you see him there one two three flips a lid he doesn't find anything but then when you go up the stairs uh you find a door to your left and a door to your right uh, do you want to bring anyone with you, Irina? Uh, Irina, uh, once you're done with that room, hurry up. We've got uh, other rooms up here. I've realised now I should have told Queenie to call when he's, <laughs> Henrik was on his way back. <laughs> Rick, lots of regrets about this plan now. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, left or right? I'll go left. Irina, go right. All right. Irina goes right, and uh, she sees what appears to be a kitchen containing a square table surrounded by chairs, shelves of provisions. She'll Tell her to check the soup pot just in case he is trying to make a broth from the bones. <laughs> she'll check. She'll check everything. Good. There's another door leading through to another little room. When you go left, uh, you see a large drafty room uh, strung with cobwebs, which take up most of the upper floor. Stacks of wooden planks lie amid several crates marked junk. And you hear one, two, three, and then another lid flips. Are the crates sealed in any way, or can I open them? Uh, you, so right in front of you, there's a crate. Yep. It's, it's uh, sealed, but there is a crowbar just leaning up against the wall, so you can start unsealing them if you'd like. I grab, I grab the raven bar, thank you very much, <laughs> and I start opening them. Yeah. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it opens. Uh, it's got a load of soil in it. I stick my hand in the soil. As you put your hand in the soil, it feels kind of cold is and uh, slightly damp, but not terribly. Is there anything feels... else in there, or does it just seem to be soil? It doesn't seem to be anything else in there. It seems quite fresh. Um, uh, you, Ismark comes up the stairs. Is it, uh, I, che- I checked all the, the coffins, Ichabod, and they're all empty. <laughs> Fantastic. Help me, help me search these crates. Okay. Uh, and um, 
you can see uh, up here there are several windows as well which face the front. Yep. And at the moment, I assume you peek out, uh, you can't see Hemrick. It seems like he's around the side with uh, Vlad still. Uh, and yet you continue to uh, open the open the crates. Yep. All right. You open another crate that's a bit more in the middle of the room. Yep. Uh, there's, and then as you open it, another one full of soil. Is there anything special about this soil, is Mark, that I'm not getting? Uh, I don't, I don't know, but it looks like fresh soil. Why would a coffin maker have fresh soil? He's not a gravekeeper. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I check, I check the next. Uh, how many more crates are there? Uh, it's about seven or eight. Oh, take a crate each. <laughs> Irina's, um, uh, Irina's still sort of checking out the rooms that she's in, but you. Uh, you keep checking out the crates. By the way, we're doing this because I'm assuming you didn't find the bones downstairs. If you found the bones downstairs and you haven't told me, that's a move. That's a real move. <laughs> no, I didn't find the bones. I told you that, that all of the coffins were empty. Well, knock on wood. Congratulations. Let's keep going. He, he knocks on wood. Shh. <laughs> you uh, you uh, put the crowbar into the in between the gap in the crates and lift mm-hmm. it loose. And uh, you see amongst the soil um, is sort of curled up and facing upwards is a body. So arms are across its chest. His eyes are closed. His skin is incredibly pale. And um, you recognize this uh, body because it's quite quite hefty body. He's wearing vestments as well. It takes a little while for you to realize. But uh, this seems to be the body of um, Father Donovic. Wow. I did not see that coming. Um, Ismark and Ichabod. I certainly didn't get the names back to front again. Um, I suspect all is not well in Barovia. Uh, Ismark, the town, not the region. Ismark comes over and looks, and he puts his hand over his mouth, and he says, oh, no, Father Donovic. And he, like, pulls at his vestments a bit, and then Father Donovic's eyes open wide. I'm just going to stop there. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my goodness if he turns out to be a chosen of the raven queen i'm gonna be very upset <laughs> so upset thank you for bringing my sword ichabod oh no <laughs> very possibly uh right what was what was the question again can you remind me uh you play the game play slash run the game with such familiarity uh have you run slash played it before ah uh, yes that's right uh, yes, I have uh, run slash played it before. Well, I've never played it as a player, but I've run it. This is the third time I've run it, which is why I picked it for the podcast, because <laughs> because it would be a lot less preparation for me. So I thought it would be a good starting point, but also it's a good adventure. How about you? I have actually never played Curse of Strahd. Uh, and in any of the times you've run it, I've never been a player. Uh, I have listened to uh, Dice Camera Action uh, with the fantastic Mr. Chris Perkins as he he ran it for his players. Uh, the waffle crew but no i have never run it uh sorry never run it nor played it myself so this is all brand new territory to me so um i was really shocked when father donovic opened his eyes there yeah that didn't happen in uh, chris perkins adventure this ain't no chris perkins adventure <laughs> no it's true perky perkins we call him around the dm water cooler yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, all perky perkins <laughs> absolutely all right uh thank you very much for listening everybody i hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next time oh i meant to say ichabod fans you're now called ichabodies i've come up with it (laughs) so see you next time ichabodies bye
Bye. Thank you.